episode six. Yep, you got it right. Six. Thank God. It's me, Tyler. We got Jacob right here. Jacob, say hello to the world. Hello, world. Episode six. We're Return here for Return of the Jedi. We're returning back with the vengeance. Hope you all are having a good week. We certainly are coming out of this uh, little little bit of a lull that we were in here with the with the angels but now we're coming off a two no we're coming off a one game winning streak baby the yeah series win a little struggles early in Texas. uh difficulties in houston houston we have a problem whatever whatever pun you want to use it was tough but we have battled back and i'm in a better mood now than after the last series as am i i mean yeah. Going, or we just took a wild, wild west trip to to Texas here with the Halos, and like like we were mentioning, it just there were some lulls, and uh, man, like there's some scary stuff going on with the rotation. I mean, the bullpen's always going to be an issue with the Angels, it seems like, but we got to figure out what's wrong with the rotation. And I mean, I don't know if it starts with not having the key players like Trout and Rendon in the lineup, but then we have to be able to get through games that they're not available and. When you know your two new starting pitchers can only go two plus innings, three max, that's a big red flag, and it's going to be a major wear and tear on the bullpen going into the rest of the season. Let's start there with the starters before we go into the specific games, and we'll kind of breeze through the Houston uh, series and then totally. get up get up to Texas. What is the longest an Angel starter has gone this year? Do you know? I I want to say it's into the sixth. I'm thinking it's into the seventh. I'm into pretty sure. Seventh. I'm pretty sure Bundy's pitched a full seven inning game so far. Okay, uh, one he, time. Heaney's made his way into the seventh. Hasn't finished the seventh. Okay. Actually, I don't know. I feel like when he pitched in Toronto, or sorry, when we pitched in Dunedin, he may have gone seven innings. I I just know that his past few starts have been dominant. Okay. And he gets taken out a little too early, let and me, as a result, he doesn't end up getting the W's those games. Let me rephrase then. What's the average length do you th- of Length of time a pitcher's gone, I would say it's like four innings, average, three. Yeah, four to five. Because I feel like we've had some second-inning pulls. We've had some third-inning pulls. There's only two guys that can make it that deep into the game, and it's Bundy and Heaney. Uh, As of now. Yeah. Maybe Cobb at some point uh, if he if he figures it out. But right now, it's not looking like that. Same with Quintana. we got two Cobb games in this little in this group here that and, we're going to get into. And, and it's really sad, man. I mean, I was, I'm a big Cobb supporter. I still... I'm holding on by a thread Slobbing on to that my Cobb, uh, baby to my 2021 AL Cy Young pick Alex Cobb. I think he'll be a bounce back pitcher that really gets it together with the Angels, uh, assuming he's able to get it together again. I think you something's know. going on with him too, like you mentioned uh, to me. Well, we'll get into it why they pulled him early, but it just all of a sudden, boom, it's just gone. He was there and then it's gone. So it did I don't seem know. weird. I mean, he, he he was like, yes, he was struggling, but at the same time, it wasn't like when they were going against the Astros. Like, it's like, okay, he's getting lit up. He's not going to make it through this game. He finished the second inning going up against the Rangers, and then it was just like, all right, you're done. You know, I, I don't know if it's Madden saying, like, oh, you just don't have your stuff today, man. We're going to go. But that's with what I was thinking else, but is he did. I saw it. It was moving. I it's, think it was a, a very early pull. But at the same time, um, I there could be like like we were mentioned, there could be something wrong. Like he could have a blister issue. I do remember hearing Gooby discuss it with uh, Maddie V and Jose on the broadcast that 
Cobb has similar blister issues like Shohei, and it makes sense if uh, Shohei is the one that's teaching Cobb how to throw that splitter. I'm yeah, sure so that's anyone who throws a splitter, Cobb. anyone who throws a splitter now is going to have blister problems. Pretty much. So that's interesting. I guess it makes sense for that pitch to give blisters. If you think about it, squeezing yeah, you're, the baseball you're having between to your fingers. Really, really dig your your finger into that that seam there to make sure that it gets that right break at the end and i mean most of the time it works if if, if you only have to sit out one start in between but you're going to be able to strike out 10 guys every time you go out there it's and get it. five to six innings like that's that's a pretty good trade-off in my opinion especially with the six-man rotation make it seven and we know who we're adding yes we'll get to that later the man of the well. hour we'll get to him as well player uh, of the week for sure you know what i have okay so we'll, we'll get Later in the episode, we'll go ahead and talk about who we think our player of the week is. Okay. My pick is going to surprise you. I think you're going to be... So it's not who I was just hinting at, so that's that's he, my pick. He would. He's a close runner-up. He's a close Is it Max fucking Stassi just because he Max came Stassi. back? No, oh, I'm happy Max is back, though. Slandering Stassi because I didn't pick him as player of the week for one game. Jacob Oops. continuing the Max slander. <laughs> I love Mad Max. What are we talking about? <laughs> Fantastic. He frames pitches like a god, all right? I'm okay. happy to have him back. It's way better than Suzuki behind the plate, that mm. is for sure. Better than Ben Boom behind the plate. Rest in peace, Ben Boom. He's not dead or anything. He's just not on the team anymore. He's been optioned to the alternative site. Hang his jersey in the dugout. Yeah, we can pretend. Well, I guess uh, this is a good time to segue into the Houston series. We can get more into the specifics. It's game one against Houston. We ended up losing this game 8-2. to two. Not the best game to have played for the Halos. Mm-hmm. Cobb only goes 2+, plus, allowing six earned runs. Not his best game. He was getting lit up nonstop. The first inning, he fell in some trouble. He was able to get out of it with the bases loaded, but the second inning, he could not get it together. Same going into the third. Albert had a home run this game, which was a nice surprise. And this game, unfortunately, Trout gets hit in the left elbow. And as a result, he's forced to miss the remainder of the series. And this was a very scary moment, Jacob, because, you know, first it was like, don't worry, he'll be back tomorrow. The following day, even before the lineup comes out, yes, he's scheduled to play today. Lineup comes out, he's not in it. The following day, yeah, he should be in the lineup today. Still not in it. It, And even even up until the last game like it's like is he okay or not like you and i were texting back and forth and you had a really good point like this should have been figured out the following day if you're in that much pain then say so and it's like okay you're gonna be out for a few days what how is it day to day from getting hit in the elbow and you can't figure out whether or not you're good to go few things right first thank god it wasn't anything too bad um you did have to sit out the rest of the series but the rest of the team didn't look all that great for most of it anyway. Two, I think it's safe to say we shouldn't trust a word from the Angels PR, especially injury-based, uh, after what happened with Fowler a few weeks ago. I was like, who are we, the Yankees? Like, yeah. What's going on? We got Judge and Stanton. They'll be back, right? The same old thing. I don't trust anything they say. And then three, Trout isn't the type of guy, as we all know, he's not the type of guy to speak out and say, you know, I'm coming back or I'm not coming back. He thinks that's the team's job to let us know when he's coming back. And he's like, well, you'll see me back on the field when I'm back. I think that's sort of his attitude. He's not Bryce Harper. He's not going to hop on Instagram and give you a video like, I'll be back tomorrow. That kind of thing. It just, he's not that type of guy. I get you. And I mean, you're right. Like to an extent, it's not his responsibility to come out and be like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Like, don't worry about what my coaches say because 
they they might know something that he doesn't know. Maybe they took yeah. x-rays of his arm. Maybe maybe the doctor didn't look at it accurately enough. And maybe there's like a hairline fracture or something. That happened he's, to me. He's thinking that he's fine. <laughs> and then he goes out He goes out the next day and it's like, Mike, I know that you went on Instagram live last night and just told everybody you're going to be in the starting lineup today. But unfortunately, yeah, you have a hairline what? fracture in your elbow. You're and you're going to be out for two months. to three months. Yeah, Jesus. So, that would be the worst news in the world. It looked really bad. Like it, it did. It, it was a ninety-something fastball to the elbow. He thought it was a slider, so he didn't really duck out completely. Um, there's the nonsense going around that he leaned into the pitch. Uh, you know what? Like Houston reporters, and you know, there's a good chunk. Oh, of they're Houston great fans to listen out to. There. Yeah, good chunk of Houston fans out there that just say a lot of ignorant and you know uneducated things and. I chalk that up to this, you know, it comes out a lot from that organization or like the people that cover that organization. Mm-hmm. I don't really care to listen to what they have to say, especially with a lot of the, uh, you know, ins- they just say so many insane things, dude. Like they'll, they're, they'll, they'll go after skags. They'll, oh, they'll, yeah. you know, they'll justify them cheating in the world series. It's like you, you guys just stay over where you're at and enjoy life however you're going to do it because it doesn't matter what we say like you guys are going to do your own thing you're going to imply that mike trout tried to lean into a pitch because that's really what he wants to do you know like yeah, mike wants trout wants to get off the elbow, elbow. yeah that's just great. like anybody would you know i would take 97 off the elbow no problem no, for free kill me exactly um, exactly I think houston both the team that was there in 17 18 19 and then the fans that have been there they're on the constant search for other controversies other cheating other kind of sketchy things to take to take the blame off them for being the shittiest organization in the game they're looking for other things if trout gets tainted then all eyes are on him and oh this guy's not what we thought he was so anything to take the eyes off houston not gonna work fuck you guys um yeah he didn't lean into the pitch he told correa right there he thought it was a slider him talking to correa was also funny it's a little banter about Call of Duty and Some Call of Duty stuff, yeah. It's always cool to see. I think you can still tell he's just like, oh, this guy Trout. Like he just is like, ah, I'll talk to you because I'm gonna act like everything's cool. But he said it himself. He lost respect for those guys. Yeah, I well, mean, the, he's he's one of those guys, especially like for kids that are looking up to baseball players. Mike Trout is one of the best people to uh, to look up to. You know, he's he's very modest. He's he's a guy that goes out there and lets his his play show the kind of player that he is, the kind of man that he is. And I don't think he needs to do anything more than what he's doing. Like people could say all they want, like, Oh, Mike Trout's quiet. Mark, Mike Trout doesn't market himself. Like he, he just lets his play market speak himself. for himself. And that's I all there is to know phrase. at the end of the day. Market himself. What does he have to do? He's playing baseball at the highest level possible every single night, putting it all out there. He's the best at it. And to me, he's in the minority now of, being the quiet guy because all these guys are are loud yeah all these i mean soto and don't, and don't get me wrong and, it's fun oh it's like, fun i love it i like both sides but stop hating on trout for being who he is when he's not showboating like the rest of you i'm all for it i, I like it i wouldn't have liked it as much a few years ago i think they stood out too much these guys stuck out like sore thumbs when they were showboating and madison Bumgarner would yell at them like that kind of stuff yeah but now it's like that's the norm you can't get mad at that and i don't think trout's mad at that he just like let me do my thing much like a lot of the world today, it's let me do my thing, you do your thing, and shut up. Yeah. Let's just have some more of that. Yeah, and it's not like 
you know, people are being disrespectful. I mean, like Bauer no. has a nice banter back and forth with the people he goes against. And if Bauer gets lit up, he's more than open to getting the same type of banter back. You know, the, the whole sword pulling, the covering yeah. the one eye. Like, Let's talk about that for one second because yeah, sure. that did happen over the course of this last thing. Angel's podcast, but this is important. I didn't like Bauer's like soft comments about Tatis. Like, yeah, you know, he's going to do that. I, I actually liked it. I think it's good for the game. Dude, you're just you're softening that rivalry. You shouldn't like that. You should come out and say, come on, like at least if he got me this time with the two home runs, I'm going to get him next time. You know, you show off like that, it's going to fire me up or something. He seemed like he didn't care. And then he goes and posts his YouTube video later with his own name in the title. Just, I don't know. He's slowly, you know, the, the hype is dying down. And I think he's noticing that. He's trying to get things, get things rolling again, get the clicks the thing that I have always thought about Bauer is that Bauer looks out for number one. And in Bauer's world, Bauer's number one. His agent. So, oh, oh, yeah, him. Right, so right. whether or not he's fueling the fire to whatever rivalry he's currently a part of with his team, at the end of the day, he just cares about what's best for the game. Him going after yeah. and getting like those one-year contracts for the insane amount of money that he got, 40-plus million, I mean, that's that's never been done before. And that means that there's a window open somewhere in the land of free agency in Major League Baseball that this can be done again at some point. Um, him having the options open to just leave the Dodgers afterward is, I think, a key contributor to why he's so nonchalant about yeah. p- not really fueling the fire to these rivalries that he's a part of with the Dodgers going against the Padres. Like, this is a newfound rivalry. This like It used to be the Dodgers giants. And while that, while that's still there, I feel like people are heavily invested in this Padres Dodgers one. And for Trevor Bauer, he's keeping all of his options open. If he's being soft, I think he may opt out of this one year deal. If things don't work out with the Dodgers, he can go right down to, to San Diego and oh pitch my for them. God. See, and this is what I was going to ask you is, do you think he's looking at all these other teams and all these other players as like coworkers? We're all part of this league. It's not so much team-by-team basis. It's, hey, we're the pros against the league itself. And so it's like a union thing. Like, yeah, we're on different teams. but It we could all... be that. It could I don't also, like that. It could also be because it's April. He might, uh, yeah. he might be trying to take it easy. Like, you know what? You know, it's only April. We're talking about playoffs. He might have a few different choice words to say. Like, yeah, you know, that little bitch Tatis coming at me with with my own game like he's not gonna like tomorrow so. when when my buddy walker bueller's on the bump and squares him in, in the thigh like i hope so because every time he gets fired up on the mound every time he strikes somebody out and he yells it just he's yelling for himself getting the stats like it's for him getting the strikeout totally it's not for the team getting out of the inning that's, that's just what how i'm telling it, you that's what yeah, i'm telling you i don't i don't like that at all it's like a i don't know man it's like uh league-wide thing where he's looking at the players as co-workers versus his own teammates and his teammates are going to figure that out if this is true and they're not going to like that either you think Mookie Betts wants to have a guy who's soft on the other team and just oh I'm happy that they sell eat on us and all that kind of stuff no he's fired up he's a world champion he wants to yeah I wants mean to stomp on those guys Mookie you know? came into that organization right away and basically laid it down first day of spring training like look this is what our mission is I want yeah. to help get us there I want to help be a part of it and help lead you guys to get to that point. He basically did. And that's pretty much what happened. I mean, granted, 60-game season, you know, you, you know my uh, opinions on that. Uh, again, Angel's pod, but we got to talk about it. How do you feel about Madison Bumgarner's seven-inning perfect game? 
Sorry, seven inning no hitter. Okay, that was the big part that I was going to bring up. If it was a perfect game, I think this conversation is very different versus the no hitter. Um, I know it was an error that the guy reached base on, mm-hmm. and he ended up getting the double play right after, so he faced the minimum batters anyway. Right. Like everyone else has been saying on other shows and other takes and everything, if it happened to anybody else, they would be arguing to get the no hitter, but he himself admitted that it's not. Um, you know how many no hitters Nolan Ryan would have if it was only seven innings? You know how many he lost in the eighth and ninth? You know how many teams might have had a World Series if they only had to play sixty 70, games in a season? Sixty game. Well, okay, then that was my other question that we didn't get to. You're gonna tell me you don't think the Dodgers were the favorites or the winners of the World Series if it was a full season? I'm not saying that they aren't, but I could have. You could have said that for uh, 2020 as well. Sorry, you could have said that for 2019 as well no one in the world would have expected the Washington Nationals to come no. back and win that World Series. No, so something could have happened like that, for sure. Um, that, that's where I stand on it. I mean, and honestly, I'm glad like something like this happened. Like There was a scenario that was put out there like, oh, due to these restrictions that are put in place, like this was a doubleheader, and game one, Zach Gallon threw one, a one-hit, seven-inning perfect game. Sorry, a one-hit, seven-inning complete game, and then Madison Bumgarner comes in, throws a seven-inning no-hitter, if Madison Bumgarner, maybe if it was anybody else too, like I'm thinking Madison Bumgarner, World Series champion, former ace, he's going out there and he's throwing that no hitter, whether it's seven innings or nine innings. Unfortunately, the rules are this is like these circumstances that they were put in, it's a seven inning game. I still, like, if you're going to say that the 60 game season for the Dodgers counts for 2020 and their championship, then I'm going to say that this seven inning no hitter counts as a no hitter because it's not like Madison Bumgarner had the choice to continue going to the ninth inning, you know? Like, th- these were the rules that were put in place. Let me see. I understand your take. I don't, I can't say I agree or disagree. The reason why I'm okay with the Dodgers, too, just to get it out there, they won in 2017, as far as I'm concerned. So this is just sure. retro pay. Give it to them this in 2017. Just, this Fine. is just retro pay. So you want to put 17 instead of 20 on that ring. It's a sexy-ass ring either way. It looks great. Um, that's coming from an Angel fan. But back to Bumgarner, he wasn't happy that it was a seven-inning game. You're right. He didn't choose that. He thinks he could have gone out and done it. What gets me is that the one-hitter from Gallon counts – as a one hitter, like in the history of one hit games, it, it goes down in the history books as a one hitter, along with all the other Nolan Ryan nine inning one hitters and everyone else. So doesn't really add up why that would count. And then the seven inning. No, it doesn't make count. sense at all. But I don't I, I can't in complete good faith say that that was a no hitter, though. I can't. I can't do it. In the record books, it's a no hit baseball game, but baseball games are nine innings typically. So it's just it's. The record books, you're going to put it in there, fine. Does he care if it's in there? No. So that's the real, the real kicker here, too, is that he doesn't give a shit. What I was going to say is that it's not input to the record books as a uh, no-hitter. It's input as a uh, – I, I forget the wording that they use, but it's, it's a special occasion or one of, like a, a, a memorable moment in the history of baseball, like it's the like first seven-inning no-hitter. It's like seven-inning complete effort or no-hit yeah, effort. Something like that, yeah. yeah. I mean – if he was on a competing team for a playoff spot or anything, he would just say, look, we got the win. Let's move on and, and go totally. forward. I think it's just yeah. the consolation prize would have been nice to have a no-hitter. This is more of just an achievement for him to add on his already 
wonderful career. I mean, he's going to finish out his days in Arizona. I don't think he'll go anywhere after that. Maybe, maybe Baltimore. He'll, pro- <laughs> he'll probably stay in Arizona too after he retires and just probably just live out there. Seems like texas or arizona type is he from texas he sounds like he is i don't even know i have no idea i feel like he's more he's uh that accent part going. of the eastern part of the of the country maybe some panhandle florida action or something. i don't know about panhandle florida he might be from like nebraska or something okay it's a pretty thick middle like, of the thick accent yeah he's, he's been with some cattle in his life definitely he has he has some horses he goes to he competes in rodeos in the off season that's wild. allegedly you got mookie bolin madison in the rodeo imagine dude man Bartolo down in Latin America hitting bombs, Dude. softball games. I wish the Angels would sign Bartolo. Like, just put him in the bullpen, bring C-Rod into the rotation. Oh, oh, foreshadowing. We'll yeah, get foreshadowing. We'll, we'll get, get there. there. All right, so back to the Player Houston the series. Week, I know we took a big a big left turn, but we're back on track. It's game two. Houston wins this game 5-4 to four in extras. We got the lead in the first half of this game. Andrew Heaney comes out and pitches another Andrew excellent Heaney. start, going six innings, only allowing two hits and one earned run. He struck out 10 batters, Jacob. He's up there in the league uh, for the past few years of having multiple 10-plus strikeout games, and he's up there with names like Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber. Like he, It's nothing to Ooh. sneeze at by any means. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hats off to Heaney again for coming out and doing his thing. I, I know that the first start of the season did not go the way that we had expected it to. Jacob and I had some choice words for Heen Dog here. Yeah. Sorry uh, about the first episode. But Andrew. he's definitely figured it out, and that's something that I love to see. It's something that we've been ex- like expecting from him for, for years now. And for him to finally come into his own, for him to finally figure it out, I hope to see this for at least another three years like going forward. Um, the bullpen was also great. Mike Myers and Watson followed this up with some excellent outings as well. Uh, the runs that came from this game were some big two-out knocks from Pujols and Walsh. Pujols has been so clutch lately, Gosh, man. He's anybody just been, talking shit on him being in the lineup, shut up. He's the machine, bro. Shut he deserves up. to play. Like Put Walsh in right field. He's the perfect guy to be in right field yep. if it's not Scott Shebler. And, you know, Walsh has been... Lo- freaking amazing like i can't ask for anything more from walsh like you don't have like i never have to have a complaint from or of walsh because he's just great every single time he goes out there fletch and otani came through clutch in this game with multiple rbis uh the man that i'd like to speak about to you jacob his name is this the player of the week it's not the player of the week Uh, i would say this is a gentleman who i'm not very happy with going forward into this remainder of the season as he is also a new addition to the team he is a pitcher. His name is Rysel Iglesias, and oh. he came in to a save situation. His favorite, his favorite opportunities. He was presented with one of them, and he ended up losing this game for us, blowing the save, losing the game, and I don't know how many more times we have to see Rysel Iglesias come in and blow a save this year. I mean, it's it's unacceptable at this point. So, yeah, I get nervous when I see him warming up even though we're supposed to have comfort and security knowing that our big closer's coming in, like in years past for the Angels. It'd be one thing if in the 10th inning we got the one run and then he blew the lead. You know, they tied the game with their runner on second because of that God stupid rule. Um, But no, we got two runs, so we got the insurance. And sure enough, they were able to cap off with three, the bottom of the 10th. People say, oh, it was a bloop single. You know, it's not his fault. Well, the fucking base runners were his fault. The fact that it was already tied was his fault. So, you know, 
unlucky stuff is going to come when you're not pitching well. So just kind of piled on there. And classic Angels loss right there. Classic heartbreaker. Yeah, one of the most classic I've seen, that's for sure. Well, moving on to game three where things did not get any better, unfortunately. Jesus Christ. Uh, We had Griffin Canning come out, and he was just awful from the very beginning of the game. Uh, He only ended up going two innings, giving up six earned runs. The bullpen came in and suffered the entire game as well. We We blew up the entire bullpen, Jacob. I mean, I don't know how we could have skirted out of this game without using that many arms and we tried to towards the end uh i don't know if you guys know but anthony Bemboom came in to pitch the bottom of the eighth of this game and yeah as a result shohei otani got to make his major league position player debut out in left field it was exciting to see i don't think he had any plays but just to see him use a different glove and warm up out there it was it was fun Bemboom is officially a better pitcher than he is a hitter uh, so that's interesting. We can put him in the bullpen if we need to. Even though he gave up a home run to yeah. his first batter. That doesn't matter. It's only one. It's only one. Yeah. Usually Angels pitchers give up a few. He's got a high ERA right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> behind the plate, he's half decent, so I think he's still a, a good backup to a backup. Uh, yeah, the real story of this game would be the Houston starting situation with Odorizzi getting pulled very early after one out. Uh, he got Fletch out in the first came out for unknown reasons he had i guess a funky it was, wrist injury yeah some kind of injury cramped where, up or he just felt really weird with his wrist or something which not to be mean but my first thought was well thank god we didn't get him same with paxton with seattle same thing we're dodging a couple bullets here yeah definitely um, so we got to give it up though to the man of the hour for this game who came in uh emmanuel kent emmanuel kent emmanuel major league debut debuting i want to say he's in his early 20s maybe mid 20s lefty just slinging the nasty shit all game eight and two-thirds you said eight and two-thirds Jesus. only allowed two runs on five hits uh both of those hits or sorry two both of those runs came through on a shohei and albert home run and again albert the machine just making all these young pitchers come like any young pitcher that goes against albert just expect for him to rock your world because you do not know the wrath of the machine until you've had the pleasure of facing him and he just makes everyone know, like, I'm the machine. Don't even try to get me out. I'm hitting the baseball as far as I can off of you. I think he just has a confidence against the young guys. It just doesn't exist against the, the big league aces. Um, I was thinking this when he was hitting home runs all series. It's like, Fowler got hurt. It sucks. But if that means Walsh plays right and we get Albert in the lineup, Rather, and Albert's doing great, man. Yeah. He, he has a stolen base this year. He stole third. Stole third. We, we saw watched him stole, saw steal, him steal third. third. Something I'd never think I'd see in person. He's Albert. on pace for 38 home runs this year. And Jacob, I don't know if you know this, but if Albert does hit 38 home runs this year, he makes it to 700 home he runs. Does. He passes, I was going to say my guy, A-Rod, but I can't, he is I can't say that anymore. He's he was my guy. God, he's weird now. But uh, my guy when I was younger, A-Rod, one of my favorites, 694. Albert's closing in. I'd be more than happy to see Albert pass him. So that'll be that'd be awesome to see here if he hits 700. I still have my theory he's going back to St. Louis next year in a one-year dealio to hit 700. But if he does it this year, maybe he'll call it quits after. If he gets to 700 this year, what if we what if we talk to him about a contract extension? Oh man, because he's going full David Ortiz on us right now, man. He I is. mean, he's, he's even older though. He's older. He's stealing bases. He's hitting dingers. He's he's high up there on the team for RBIs right now. 
and his average is doing pretty well too. He's he's doing great, man. I, like I said, he's changing his approach with two strikes. He's changing his approach in like a situational hitting thing where he's got you know two on with two outs. He's like he's not going to try to go deep every time. He's going to go with the pitch, and you know they're going to pitch around him a lot of times still. Yeah, and they should. He's the machine. When Albert is seventh in the lineup, come on, let's let's keep him around at seventh. The occasional seven hole bomb. Yeah, I'll take it. I'm saying with how well he's been doing, he he can easily take that four or five spot. Like, he's got to take it away from Rendon, Especially if sure. Rendon's going to keep doing what Rendon's doing with striking out on pitches in I, the zone. I mean... I think Rendon's valuable in the middle or closer to the end of the lineup. I, I see him at like a six or five I spot. could see him playing a couple a couple games in the seventh hole, especially if uh, Iglesias' bat stays hot. Iglesias up. You got Upton still doing well, relatively... I don't know. It's kind of a fight for those four, five, six, seven spots right now. We know Absolutely. one, two, three. Absolutely. Very difficult getting up in the lineup, this Angels lineup. All right. Well, that'll, that'll wrap it up for the for game three there. The Halos do lose 16 to two. Kent Emanuel Jeez. takes over for Odorizzi, goes the rest of the way, making his major league debut, getting his first major league win. Hats off to him. Yeah, especially congrats, for man. me because I love pitching. Congrats. Good it was a to good see. performance. There's nothing we can do. Moving on to game four. The Halos found some luck in this game. We ended up winning four to two. Dylan Bundy with another amazing outing, going six innings, only allowing three hits and two hern runs, striking out six batters. He was doing great until he got into the seventh, and then he gave up a home run to Guriel. Uh, oh. That ended up tying the game. So Bundy, unfortunately, does not get the win. Uh, Shohei Otani homers this game. Uh, going into today now he's leading the major leagues in home runs if i'm not mistaken this was sunday so going i think it was going into monday he was tied for the lead with seven got it uh but the guriel home run real quick that looked like a 2017 guriel home run like he knew what was coming a little bit a little bit i can definitely see where you're coming from with that inside fastball on the hands his left foot must have stepped about five feet behind him to pull that ball yeah just absolutely launched one of the hardest home runs i've seen all year i hate to admit it but man it was a blow at the time it was two nothing angels so just to tie it up in one swing like swing like that was very very typical i'm pretty sure i mean bundy would have gone through the rest of the seventh could have maintained the lead could have could have gotten the win this game thankfully c-rod comes in to hold it down for an inning he ends up getting his first career win this game congrats and uh mike myers the setup man Rysel Iglesias, the closer. They come out. They close it out. Halos end up winning this thing 4-2. to two. Myers is great as an eighth inning pitcher. He's the Scott Shields of this generation. And I'd like to see Rysel really take over and establish himself as the closer for the Angels for quite some time. I mean, obviously with these blown saves, obviously with these non-save opportunities that he doesn't do well in, it's not convincing enough at the moment. But I do believe going forward that there is a chance for Rysel to really figure his shit out and get us through these crucial games, especially when we were already losing. We had already lost three of these games. We needed to get come out of this series with a win, and he helped us do just that. Couldn't get swept. That would have been embarrassing and, and not good, especially since Houston had just gotten swept themselves by Colorado. Embarrassing. But um, I think Myers might have a bit at the closer job. I, I'm totally fine with that. I mean, I mean, with that being said, you know, it's a scary thought to potentially have C-Rod moving to the rotation because he can be a guy that really locks it down in those late innings. Like, he's just proven himself time and time again. 
and not to say that he doesn't deserve the opportunity to be in the rotation, but if we take him out of the bullpen, you know, we can only rely on Sluggers and, no. and Watson Can't. so many well, times. Watson's looking better. I think from last pod to now, I have a much cleaner view on Watson. He looked pretty good the last couple of times. Do you but. think Watson can handle pressure, though? I mean, no, no. imagine it's, us going think, up against the White Sox or the yeah. Yankees or the Red Sox. Like, who... Or even even the the Blue Jays at this point, like with I how well they're doing. The perfect formula, and I think you'll agree. I think I see a starter through five. I mean, I know that's we're overestimating, but still, if they can get through five, you get C Rod for six, seven, Myers for eight, and Iglesias in the ninth. If you're winning, if you're not, then don't put him in. He'll just make it worse. Yeah, that's very reasonable. Um, or switch those two if Myers is looking better. I know Myers throws slightly uh, less velocity than Rysel, but what's the difference if you're speeding up or slowing down? You're going to throw these guys off either way. If you got Rysel coming in the eighth, throwing 98, and then Myers coming in throwing 94, I mean, it's still just completely different types of pitching. Myers is a giant. Um, Iglesias has that compact, like almost like Frankie Rodriguez delivery yeah uh when his stuff is on like it's not hittable that's the thing is he's either on or off he's either throwing the ball straight or he's throwing the ball like a wiffle ball he's got some good velo and when he's able to combine that with his breaking pitches and make sure he hits the strike zone he's unstoppable if we yeah. i mean we've seen it we've seen him come out we've seen him shove but we also see him come out and suck. So the, the, And he sucked in multiple ways. That's the other problem. He's not just wild sometimes. He doesn't just give up homers sometimes and miss his spots. It's both. Some games he's wild, and then some games he's just putting him right down the pipe. That's true. So we'll see. I, I think he's fighting with it right now with Myers, um, both trying to prove themselves still. But hopefully it's going in the right direction. Seems like it is. I hope so. Well, moving on into the Rangers series, we're going to get into game one here. Angels win this one 9-4. to It was the return of Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon. A sigh of relief for the entire fan base, seeing that Trout was back in it. And Trout came back with the vengeance. Trout went 4-5 for five this game. He was unbeatable. Rendon came back. I believe he got a base hit in this game. That was clutch. Or you know what? This may have been a couple this games later. 0-4, for four, I think, the first game. You know what? Rendon, You're right. Yeah. I believe he was over four. Uh, Otani started this game here, and he was. It was a scary first inning. I, mean, I he, was yelling a little bit. I was upset. <laughs> uh, I was. I was very surprised to see that he gave up four earned runs in the first inning. I tweeted out like, "Oh, the over under of him getting past the second inning is." Uh, I don't even want to say. I, I wasn't looking forward to the remainder of the game, and the Angels were put in a really tough situation with him being the number two batter. He ended up coming back and helping himself with with an RBI double, getting some runs on the board. And after that first inning, he settled down real well, going five strong innings, only allowing three hits. Those four earned runs all came in the in the first inning, and he struck out nine batters, only allowed two walks. So his command, aside from that first inning, he had it. He came back with confidence, and it was amazing to see. That's the biggest thing with him is the command. You're not too worried about him giving up bombs, even though he does, because... If somebody connects with 101, it's going to go very far. That one home run was his first one from 2018. Granted, obviously not a lot of pitching opportunities in between was 2018 that, uh, and now, but that was, was that the first one. Garcia who hit that, I think? Uh, or was it? I think it was no, Solak. Solak, that fucker. Yeah, Solak. Nick Solak, if you somehow listen to this, us. fuck you, man. Oh, Lord. Fuck you, man. That's just... You're just terrible against us, man. You kill us every time. You're but, banned uh, from the podcast, Nick. We're never inviting yeah, you that's on. That's fine. He's a great player, I got to admit. But uh, he's fast, too. Fuck, I see him run the bases. 
He's a fast gentleman. Just a little jackrabbit out there. The biggest thing here, I think, for Otani, yeah, him getting the own run support. I mean, we, we scored one in the top of the first. They get four on the bottom. For us to come back with three in the top of the second is huge because if we're down still, the confidence isn't there. Otani isn't feeling it, and I think he's pulled in the second or third, and there could be more runs. It's just showing, like, hey, it's all right. Settle in. Four runs. We're going to score more than that. Look at our lineup. We're back. You know, the full lineup besides Stassi, I believe. Yeah, he wasn't back yet. Um, so whoever was catching, I think it was oh, it was Suzuki. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you're right. It was. So think about the strikeouts for Otani. Think about some of those borderline pitches. If he has Stassi in there, yeah. I think it's a little better. I texted too. you. I was like, if Stassi was behind the plate, Otani would have at least two to three more strikeouts yeah. this game because Suzuki just not, he just doesn't help him out in the slightest. One of the worst defensive catchers in the game. I'll say it right here on There's, the podcast. It's not just our opinion. The statistics show it. I don't I don't get it. To me, the veteran should be the best at frame jobs. A World Series veteran at oh, that. Man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Pujols and Upton go back to back this game. They were both monster moonshots. I was going crazy when oh. this happened. You and Matty V. Pujols again, dude. Mm. How many times have I been talking about Pujols this entire episode? He is just coming out and showing everybody that his 41-year-old body still has the stuff to compete with everyone else, and he's making everybody eat their words. Old man this, old man that, you should retire already. Go fuck yourselves. Albert no. Pujols is the machine. He's killing it this this past few games. We're still paying this him. Season, this <laughs> season. We're paying him $30 million this season. He better be hitting jacks left and right. He can't retire. We're still paying him. Uh, is this... I think I have a sniff here. Is that your player of the week, maybe? We're not there yet. Did I, oh, I guess uh, Jose I Iglesias yeah! also hit a home run this game, and then the bullpen came in to shut it down. Otani was taken out after the fifth inning. He honestly could have gone more. Uh, I feel like he could have gone a couple more, but it was probably the safe bet to take him out after five, given, uh, you know, you, I, I don't even know why Madden did it. I was upset that he did it. I, I wish he would have let him go one more. His pitch count was pretty low. But whatever. The uh, first inning blew him up a little bit. I think if he had a clean first, he that could have been why. an extra inning. But. Yeah. Sluggers came in. Claudio came in. And Watson came in. They shut it down, giving the Halos the 9-4 to four victory. And it that's was our, amazing. That's our B-team bullpen. Yeah. Sluggers, Watson, Claudio. Yeah. A-team is C-Rod, Myers, Iglesias. Yeah. And then uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's... You that's, just keep going back and forth with them. That's fine. On what games, if you mix those up, though, to kind of, you know, so you don't put all your eggs in one basket? Because I feel like it's very obvious. Well, maybe not very obvious, but the A team would be like the top three and the B team is the bottom. What if you mix and match? I don't know. Well, just they, they would have to at some point just because uh, there's no lefties in the A team. It's all righties. C-Rod, yeah. Myers, and Iglesias. Depending on the team, they, I guess. Depending on who you're going up against and what kind of lineup they have, you'd want to get a lefty in there like Sluggers or something. Or even uh, C Shack. Oh shit, C Shack. Yeah, we're not the Rangers. We don't have six lefties in our bullpen. Exactly. <laughs> we still have Noe too. Noe Ramirez is also in the bullpen, I believe. So I'm hoping that we don't ever have to see him come out. But you know, he's in there if we ever, if we're ever in a blowout again. <laughs> we don't want to see him, but if we do see him, we hope he does well. Absolutely. <laughs> Going into game two of this series, we ended up falling to the Rangers six to one. This game, Quintana. I Quintana, man. I Quintana is back. Only went three plus innings, giving up five earned runs. He just can't figure it out. His command's been off all year, with the exception of that one game. Other than that, he's been horrendous. I mean, he was the best pitcher that we had in spring training 
You and I went back and forth about it multiple times. Still my worst take so far this year. I was super excited about him joining the team. He was doing great, but now he's just not cutting it, which which honestly brings us to the discussion of C-Rod. I mean, you take Quintana out, you're putting C-Rod in. Now you only have uh, one lefty in your rotation, and that's Heaney. Yeah. So, I mean... Can C-Rod throw lefty? Because I feel like he'd do better than Quintana right Maybe. Now. I don't know. You could even <laughs> you could even ask Claudio to see if he wants a, if he wants that starting job. No, not that they would ask him. They would just be like, yo, Claudio, you're starting on you're this gonna, day. Yeah. And then have C-Rod piggyback after him. I don't know. It's... Going to have to do some raise magic with an opener or a split start or whatever they call it. It's tough to see. Um, it just taxes everyone too much. We don't no, have enough pitchers. Not a whole lot of good news coming out of this game. Uh, Pujols had the only RBI of this game, which, again, Pujols doing amazing things. Uh, everyone got a hit this game except for Rendon and Otani. Trout went two for four. He's just been amazing since he came back from his injury. Getting hit in the elbow. Oh, also, Mike Trout has 69 plate appearances this year and is batting 420. So uh, do... Whatever you want with that information, as I, I will. I love how he did that, like, with the day off coming, too, so we could talk about it the whole time. It's not like the next day, oh, it he changes planned it. now. Yeah. He planned it. He, he was like, Mike up the halo is going to talk about this. I'm going to make sure that this is my batting average. Oh, this this 6-9? I'm going up for 6-9? Oh. Cool. oh I, I got I to gotta get 420, baby. I got to get the 420. That's exactly how he said it. Oh, yeah. Moving on to game three. The Angels win this one 4-3. to three. Cobb. Talking about him again. Cobb only goes two innings, and uh, we were talking about it earlier this episode, but I don't think Cobb was taken out just because. I think some, something may be wrong. I, I was suggesting that maybe he has a blister due to uh, you know the, the thing, the splitter that he throws. I think especially if he's learning it from Shohei, he's probably getting some type of blister action on his finger, and that's why he was taken out as early as he was. Uh, did you have anything to add on to that? Not really. I mean, he wasn't doing that bad. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he did runs. fall into some trouble. But other than that, I don't think it warranted him getting taken out only after two innings. I didn't see anything. Like, he wasn't messing with his arm, his legs or anything. Yeah, he he just kind of left. The entire time, he looked like he had just hopped out of the shower. So, oh, he's I don't know. Sweating. If, it's hot in there. They got that roof closed in Texas. I feel like it's... They keep it too warm in there. I don't know. It's 72 degrees. It's that like might be it. Bump that down a bit. They kept mentioning that the that the ground was wet, too. So maybe, like, they had left it open, and it was just really humid. And Is then they finally closed it, and the AC maybe came on late or something. I don't know. It was the same in Houston. And I was like, well, yeah, they're trying to slow down ground balls. Cheat again. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> indoor stadiums. Those I don't motherfuckers. Know. It's got to be different playing indoors. I don't care if it's an older stadium for indoors, a newer one that's, like, Globe Life Park. Or Globe Life Field, sorry. Um, it's got to be different, not just looking up, but just the atmosphere, the way it feels, the turf. You notice the dirt or whatever it is that bounces mm. off the turf when they run on it or the ball hits it? No, yeah, you're right. It's like little, it looks like almost the chalk, like it bounces up. Just just differences here and there, it's going to it's gonna change things when you're used to doing the same thing all the time if you don't play there often. That's true. Well, yeah, Cobb only goes to this game. C-Rod comes in, and you know what? He kind of saved the day. Uh, we maintained that early four-run lead that we got in the first inning. Um, he only pitched three and a third innings, but those three and a third innings were crucial getting to the middle part of the game. He ended up getting his second career win this game. He only allowed one hit. Watson, Myers, and Iglesias. It's kind of a combination of the A and B team comes in to shut it down. Wonderful performances by all three of them. Uh Jose Iglesias and Anthony Rendon, they provide all the run support this game. Rendon had that clutch double in the first inning, and Iglesias 
providing some offense as well. This is also the return of Max Dassey. So I think now we're back in full force with the you know the the solid lineup that Pretty we really want the out there. Back. Yeah, and I think that we'll be in a great place going up against Seattle this coming series, which will be great. Yeah, can you stop uh, talking shit on Stassi now that he's back? I've been asking you for a while. I'll now. do my best. Yeah. You know, you know, you he know. He looked me. good. He caught a couple off the thumb and it bounced out, and I was like, "No, is it same thing?" It's those like fading pitches that he moves uh, to his left to catch, and it mm. like, goes off the thumb. They were saying that that's what hurt him the first time. So just be careful, man. We need you. Yeah, man. We can't go through another series of having Kurt catch because I'm oh. I'm gonna lose my shit if uh, I'm just disappointed altogether. I knew the bat wasn't gonna be there. He's actually had a few clutch hits, Suzuki, that I was surprised at and happy with. But man, just the the defense isn't there. Stassi blocked some pitches the other day. Oh my god! I was like, that'd be to the backstop if it was Suzuki. Absolutely. Yeah, Suzuki's bad. Stassi's good. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. Halos win this game four to three, and uh, they end up winning the series after dropping the Houston or the Houston series. So, good note to come out on uh, going into this Seattle series, which uh, we'll talk about briefly right now. Uh, if you're listening to this, it's probably Friday. So this evening, the Angels will be playing the Seattle Mariners, who are currently fourteen and twelve in the AL West. We are twelve and eleven. Andrew Heaney takes the mound, going up against the Seattle pitcher Flexen. Flexen's 2-1 and one with a 2.74 ERA, so that's something that we should keep our eyes on. He's flexing. He's going to be flexing, that's for sure. Flexing on us. Saturday at 6.10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Griffin Canning will be taking the mound once again. Oh, goodness. That's Redemption. scary. Redemption uh, game. Come on. Canning with a 1-2 and two record and 8.40 ERA. Jeez. They're going to be going up against Seattle's pitcher, Newsom, who's 1-0 and oh with a 1.69 ERA, so that's something that's also scary to keep our minds on, you know, like... I don't know what it is with Seattle this year, having really good pitching, but apparently that's what they're rocking with. The final game of the series will be on Sunday at 1.10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Dylan Bundy takes the hill again. He's 0-2 with a 4.20 ERA. 4.20, baby. Let's go. Going up against Justice Sheffield of the Mariners with a 1-2 record, 5.32 ERA. This is why you don't look at pitchers' records to, like, credential them or look at their credentials. 0-2 for Bundy is such a joke. It is. He's he been could, lights out all year. He could easily be. Uh, he started three games. He could easily be three and zero with the way he's pitched. He should be. So but. that's just nature of being on the Angels, I suppose. And some fun news for anybody that gives a shit. Uh, Jacob and I will be at the game on Monday against Tampa Bay. Shohei Otani versus Tyler Glass. Now that game will be at six thirty eight Pacific Standard Time. If you're at the game, let us know on Twitter. Uh, we can say hi. Yeah, let's meet up. We'll let's just say hi. An, take a picture or something. Get an angel. You can ask us our questions. Get a beer. Whatever Ask you want. some questions, get another beer. Yeah, see a great matchup. Uh, kind of nervous to hear that it is Glass now just because he's such a good pitcher. Um, I'm just thinking about how many cigarettes he's going to be smoking. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's on that one show, Peaky Blinders. Peaky fucking blinders. Um, yeah, got Killian Murphy out on the mound um, with the long hair. He's entertaining. I mean, he's just fun to watch. He's so big. Um, he has a lot of really solid mechanics for such a big pitcher. Like, you see these guys, they're all over the place when you're that tall. What is he, six? I want to say he's six, seven. Seven, like yeah, Jared sounds Weaver right. Yeah, I could be wrong. He right. might be six, eight. He's something like that where he just uses his legs to get power. And yeah, every he's a beast. Pitch. So that'll be a great matchup. Otani, let's have a clean first. I mean, I think if Otani gets a clean first inning, he's sailing because that's the only thing he's nervous about now. He's not nervous about getting hits at the plate. I think he's going to be in the lineup. I think we've, they've made that clear that they're going to hit him on days that he pitches at this point. 
if he's not on any sort of pitch count or injury watch or anything, they're going to they're gonna have him hit and pitch. His and last start, they were talking about that, like yeah. how he really, I think it's beneficial for him to be in the lineup because he's able to shift focuses. Like right. if he has a bad inning as a pitcher, you know, he, he has to put that behind him right away and get into the mindset of like, I need to get a base hit here and, yeah. and help out the team. So I think it's beneficial that he stays in the lineup. I do think it's a little scary having him in the second spot um in games like that but they were able to make it work last game so i don't see why they can't do it this time uh it'll be fun to see definitely a fun matchup it'll be a great series because you know it's tampa bay uh reigning al division champs so we'll see how it goes they're kind of the reigning champs if you want to take your logic 60 game season i do not think the rays would have been in the world series if it were a 162 game series 162 game season sorry and i think I don't think the Dodgers would have won if it was a 162-game season. I think more people would agree that the Dodgers are more equipped to win Probably. or at least get there than the Rays. Not to discredit the Rays. I get you. Uh, just that that philosophy, I don't know if it would last that long. It's not the best. in the AL East. Um, injuries, there's there's all that stuff. Randy. Randy might not have gone off if it wasn't that time. You know, Some if he MF for name Randy. Some MF for name Randy. Excited to see him, too. Never seen him play in person. So that'll be, It'll be a fun series and uh, a fun few games to watch. And as always, uh, you know, you can hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. We get back to you. We've, we've been getting some good feedback on the, uh, on the Instagram. Some of you guys are letting us know on Twitter that you really like the episodes or that you, you dig the podcast. We really appreciate that. So yeah. thank, you, thank you guys for reaching out, letting us know. We got more coming for you. I mean, this is just the beginning. We're only in April. We have a few more months left of baseball and, and then starts the offseason postseason the postseason let's, let's, be, let's yes. be yes optimistic here the i'd like to be optimistic definitely but you're right the offseason does come we'll get there when we get there but yeah it's so early 12 and 11 now let's get to some of the questions or the fun part of this here at the end totally if you would have said or if i would have told you before the season yeah we're going to be 12 and 11 come april 28th or whatever today is 29 would you have been happy yeah that's what you expected or upset thinking we'd be doing better if you told me at or before the season started that we would be 12-11, I'd still be pretty happy because that's better than being under 500. Yeah. You could have told me we're 12-12, we're and 12 and I'd be I'd still be stoked that we're somewhere within reach of being above 500. I think also to see that Seattle is doing so well, I don't want to say it just in case it's not, but I think it's a flash in the pan. I think it's uh, kind of not going not gonna to be the case in a month. We'll see where Seattle's at. I think we're more equipped to fight for the division than them, so they may be out of it. Seeing Oakland start 0-6 was very promising. That's down the drain. They're looking like the best team in the division by far. It's scary. Which is what a lot of people expected, so I guess it's not that surprising. I don't Um, like it. No, I don't like it. I would rather see Houston up there because it's more comfortable to see them there. You, You kind of expected them to be there. Right. Oakland should be behind us in third, but no, it's not the case. So, I mean, one day we'll be up there. And I think one day we'll actually, you know, retake our our rightful place on the throne of the of the AL West uh, leaders, as we used to be back in like the the early to late two thousands, like yeah, you know the first 09. decade of the two thousand. Yeah. yeah, good time. So we'll be there. Uh, let's get into the uh, player of the week. All right, uh, well, you can go first. I'll go first. I already gave mine away. Chris Rodriguez. Uh, his first two wins in the majors and another third really really solid relief appearance so he's just been lights out i mean there's there's no sticky stuff is working ands or buts about it and yeah sticky stuff's working 
He's rocking and firing. He's got that fastball. He's got the nasty breaking ball. And he's, he's like my type of guy. He's so humble. These post-game interviews, he's like, no, just we got the team victory. I was so happy to help the team win. Just very, very humble and uh, putting a lot of credit on his teammates. Definitely. So my player of the week, as Jacob was able to figure out earlier right. after so many hints that I dropped, Albert the Machine Pujols. This guy went off this past week. Every single game that he played in, he was a major contributor when it comes to offense. He was hitting home runs left and right. He was showing everybody who's boss. Albert Pujols gets the player of the week, and I think that we actually see him hit 700 this season. Wow. Quote me on that. All right. Let's keep him healthy. Let's get some wood to knock on here. Thank you. Thank you. Keep him healthy. I think it's funny that I picked a pitcher and you picked a hitter. For yeah, our it's normally the other way player, around. For our first player of the week. Totally. No, I, I think they're both great picks. I think it's like the youngest guy on the team and the oldest guy on the team, too. So that's You're kinda, right. That's 100%. Kinda funny. That's, that's great. I mean, that's not a bad thing at all. To have both of them performing at a higher level than we expected, um, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, take it. going into the season, we thought it was just going to be Walsh taking over at first, and we were all... Like, I think even Pujols was accepting of taking a lesser role this year if it means uh, better chances for the team, but... Thankfully, that's not the case. Albert's coming out. He's showing the world what he's got still. And we have the opportunity to move Walsh over to right field if we need Albert in the game, get Shohei in that DH spot. And if it comes to it, we can get C-Rod in the rotation. I mean, right now, like I said earlier, Quintana's not looking so great, not being able to get through two to three innings of work as a starting pitcher. Granted, he is the one of the only lefties in our rotation, so it might not be something that's coming very soon or at least until we're able to get another lefty pitcher in the rotation but i i can definitely see c-rod making his way in there pretty soon with how well he's been doing it's my argument with that is you take quintana out put him in the bullpen or or whatever you're going to do with him c-rod pitches very well to lefties that sinker or two seamer whatever he throws that thing breaks two feet to the right so he can pitch that to lefties down and out and i think be very successful that's just my my guess you're right i think definitely he has that scott shields two seam and that can definitely be very effective especially towards lefty batters even towards righty batters like he's got the the stuff he's got the stuff just runs it on the hands yeah so player of the week c rod albert two great picks so is that going to wrap it up for us today jacob or do you have anything else to talk about i think that's it uh once again Artie, it's in bed already it's very late uh for him it's almost 11 o'clock here so He's probably happy with the trip. He didn't see any of the games. He was at home napping. and He's probably watching replays from 2002. Yeah, just thinking, this is who we used to be. This is who we need to be again. Uh, meanwhile, Madden wants to be 1985, so we need to just pick a year and, and land on it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Let's pick 2021. Let's land on that. I'm down for that. Let's land on that. Let's well, that'll do it, fellas. Please go and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, at MikeUpTheHalo. And make sure to drop a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'd really appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back after this series to give you the recap. Go Halos. Light that baby up. Big fly. Loopy.